Hey, welcome to the Voo Church Podcast. How are your New Year's resolutions going? As the glow of January 1st slips away and we find ourselves deeper into 2022, we are met with the truth that not all the resolutions we promised ourselves at the turn of the year are ones we are actively maintaining. Why is that? Renewal is a process. To change is to make a resolve to do so. Resolutions go unmet when we fail to attach them to a renewed mind. Today, we continue our new collection of talks, Mindsets, New Pathways, New Results, as Pastor Luke Berry shares four principles to renew your mind. Our commitment to change is strengthened in community. One of the greatest ways we walk out our faith is in Vu Cruise. Cruise start today. Jump in now at vuchurch.com slash cruise. Remember, if you want progress, you're going to have to commit to the process. Let's lean into the message together. Um, I'm not a big holiday guy, if I'm honest with you, and I know that's not popular to say. Um, Don't really like, I like Christmas Day, it's great. I don't really like the Christmas, I don't need a season. I don't need a month. I don't like the music. It's not into it. I don't, I'm sorry. I apologize. Sorry, not sorry. Um, I actually, the true story, I was in a staff meeting recently. I work here at VU, and so I was surrounded by people who work at this church, who lead you, who serve you, who love Jesus, who were chanting, in my face, you are a Grinch. <laughs> and I was like, first of all, this is not Christian. Secondly, this definitely does not embody the Christmas spirit, so-called, which I do not possess. Um, I cast that spirit out. Um, And thirdly, yes, I did complain to HR and they're handling it. But uh, that said, I don't love holidays. I hope you had great holidays. I love you and your family. Um, But I I do love the new year. And the new year is something that I look forward to. And it's because I feel like it's funny, man. Like people are funny, but it's real. Like the, the feeling that we have of inspiration and motivation around the new year, as the calendar changes, we feel like, man, I can change. It's time to make a change in my life. And it's like the most inspiration per capita for sure in the month of January. You know, people are just ready. They got their resolutions and, and they're fired up for the new year. And I think that climate and that, uh, that does a lot for me. I, I draw from that. So November, I start prepping for the new year. I've got my book list. And I, for the first time ever, I'm fired up about it. I wrote a morning confession. And so I've got things that I'm speaking over myself and I write a new schedule when I'm going to sleep and waking up. And I pray that I'll abide by it. Some of my habits, my resolutions have stuck. Praise God. Um, Not all of them, but uh, I hope that you're doing well in them. And so I love the new year. And we're kicking off the new year strong right here at Voo Church with a new collection of talks we've called Mindsets. New pathways, new results. If you want to get somewhere new in life, you you might need to take a new path. You can't keep going the same way you've been going. And last Sunday, Pastor Rich, he started it off with an unbelievable message called Retrain Your Brain retrain your brain. I hope you got to hear it. If not, it's on YouTube. Go check it out. He was saying to us, man, if you want to change your life, you're going to have to change your mind. If you want to change your life, you you should probably start in your mind. And I I like how George, George Bernard Shaw said it. He said, those who can't change their minds can't change anything. If you can't change your mind, you can't change a thing in your life. And so Pastor Rich, he taught us how to retrain our brains. He gave us three little words, the three R's of renewal. He didn't call them that, but it sounds good. Uh, He said, we've got to remove some stuff from our lives. He said, we have to renew. And he said, we have to reset. 
Now, today, I wanna lean into that second little word, renew, with this really simple thought for you. Uh, I wanna preach to you for the next few minutes, four practices to renew your mind. Four practices to renew your mind. And this language is drawn directly from the Apostle Paul and his epistle to the Romans. We read it last Sunday. I wanna say it to you one more time. Romans 12, verse two, very famous passage. Do not conform to the patterns of this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So Paul says, don't conform, be transformed. Don't conform to the world, but be transformed by renewing your mind. So the obvious question we need to answer for ourselves is how do I do this? How do I renew my mind? And so let's just start by looking at these two little words. Let's start first with the mind. Now, the mind can get really complicated. And if you know me at all, you know I would love to go there. However, I'm not gonna do that today, okay? I'm not, I'm not gonna do it. Right now I'm reading, uh, I started a 742 page metaphorical fugue on minds and machines in the spirit of Lewis Carroll. And yes, that is the actual subtitle of the book I'm reading, okay? So I could get weird today. I study philosophy, I like this stuff. However, that's not gonna help you. And so I actually wanna help you in your real, like everyday, tangible life. So we're gonna skip that. And I wanna define the mind really simply today. The mind is the part of a person that thinks, feels, and chooses. The part of a person that thinks, feels, and chooses. So your mind, it's not just some of your thoughts, and it's not just some of your feelings, and it's not just some of your decisions. It is the complex or the collection of all of those things. All of your thinking, all of your feeling, and all of your decision-making come together to form this thing that we refer to as your mind. So Paul says, renew your mind. Well, what does renew mean? Renew, it means to make like new, or to restore to perfection. So as we put these ideas together, what we see is that renewing your mind means taking your thinking, your feeling, and your choosing and making them like new again, restoring them to perfection. And I love this idea of restoration because if you've ever restored a car, you know when you restore a car, you don't throw it out and build a house. What you do is you take the things that have rusted or the things that have broken down and you repair them, you fix them, you remove the bad parts and you replace them with good parts. You, you polish and you perfect until that thing is not a new thing, it's a renewed thing. Meaning you're taking the thing that's broken down and you're restoring it to its original, its intended, its designed condition. It looks the way it's supposed to look and it functions the way it's supposed to function. So where we have to start today is by acknowledging the reality that at some point along the way, our minds have broken down. Our minds have gone wrong because if we don't start here, we can't make any progress in renewing. We have to realize that our minds are not exactly what they should be. It doesn't mean we should throw it out. It means we need to renew it. It means we need to work to remove some stuff, to fix some stuff, to allow God to work on us. We have to acknowledge that we need to change. Now, if this is discouraging to you in any way, like you're saying my mind's broken and I'm not whole, I'm not who I'm supposed to be, no, no, no. I want this to be incredibly encouraging to you because the fact that the Apostle Paul tells us to renew our minds tells us that he believes this is possible. And he's writing by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, which is telling us that God believes it's possible, which means 
It's possible, like you can change. And I don't know about you today, but few things are as encouraging to me as the realization that I can change. Things can be different. I don't have to keep thinking the way I've been thinking. I don't have to keep feeling the things I've been feeling. I don't have to keep choosing the way I've been choosing. I can be renewed. But renewal is a process. Everybody say process. We don't like process, do we? No, no, no. I, I like progress. I don't want to pro, I want to be better. I just don't want to get better. Like I want to arrive. I just don't like to travel, you know? I don't like the pain and the energy and the difficulty of the journey. Like I want to grow and change and improve. I just don't like to change. We, we can be renewed, but we have to commit to the process. If you want progress, you're going to have to commit to the process. I'm sorry to break it to you today, but that's the reality of renewal. This is a lifelong process. It's lifelong, it's ongoing. It doesn't just happen overnight. And if you give up on it, you will not experience renewal. This is what New Year's resolutions should be all about. If you have like a jaded view of New Year's resolutions, it's probably because often for us, a resolution is just synonymous with a wish. A resolution shouldn't be throwing a fantasy up in the air and being like, I just wish upon a star and I, I blew a dandelion and I waited for 11-11 and I said, it will be. No, 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 that's not what I'm talking about. If resolution is synonymous with wish for you, you're not gonna see it happen. Yeah. However, if you can turn resolution into resolve, yeah. then you're gonna be onto something because resolve is about commitment. Yeah. Resolve is about determination. Re resolve, that, that thing is down for the process. Can I give you a resolution for this new year? Yeah. You probably have some, maybe you don't, it's all right. Renew your mind. Renew your mind. This year, resolve to renew your mind because renewal is gonna require resolve because renewal is a process. And a process, it takes time and it takes work. Yeah. A process takes, have you ever restored a car? No one. Have you ever renovated a house? There we go. I have done neither. <laughs> However, I can imagine that both take a really long time and they take a whole lot of work. And what else do they take? <laughs> Renewal, restoration, renovation. That's what we're talking about. These things are difficult. These things take time and these things are costly. They come with a cost. So let me just ask you a very simple question today. Are you willing to pay the price of transformation? Are you willing to pay the price? Oh, maybe you haven't changed yet because you thought it was gonna be easy, but nothing good ever came easy. Maybe you haven't changed yet because you thought it was gonna be free, but nothing good ever came without a cost. Are you willing to pay the price of transformation in your life? It is going to cost you something. You can be renewed, you can be restored, you can be renovated in your mind and in your heart and in your behavior. However, you're gonna have to commit to it and you're gonna have to stick in it. You're gonna have to stay long enough to see some results. 
Are you willing to commit to the process? I think sometimes we don't change because we think it's gonna be easy and it's not. I think sometimes we don't change because we think it's gonna be cheap and it's actually really costly. But I think sometimes if you're anything like me, sometimes we don't change because honestly, we just don't really know what to do. How do I change? I wanna be better. I want to grow. I, I really desire it. And that's why, I, honestly, I, I think that's why we have to start with acknowledging I need to change, believing I can change, desiring to change, and committing to change. I think that's actually a pretty good formula. Acknowledge you need to change, believe you can change, desire to change, commit to change. But today I wanna help you by giving you some practical things you can actually do to renew your mind. Are you down for that? Let's go for it. I'm gonna give you four principles and with each principle, I'm gonna attach a practice, okay? It's gonna get really practical. Principle number one, you ready? All right, renew your mind with the word. Everybody say renew your mind with the word. Renew your mind with the word. Now, disclaimer, with each of these principles, I'm gonna give you a lot of scripture. I'm gonna give you more scripture than I would normally give in a message, and that's for a couple of reasons. Firstly, my last message had zero scripture in it, and it was embarrassing, and so I'm making up for it. Secondly, there's just so much scripture and teaching on renewal. I, I like, I was, I couldn't leave, it's too good. Uh, on Monday, I just spent all day just reading every scripture that talks about renewal and every scripture that talks about your mind. And I just, I was like, I'm gonna give all of it, you know? I actually left a ton out. I'm gonna give you a signed reading in a minute, okay? Renewing your mind with the word. But really the most important reason I'm gonna give you a lot of scripture is because you cannot renew your mind without the word of God. Now, don't get me wrong, you can change your mind, but how are you gonna know what to change it to? What's gonna be the standard for... There are all kinds of ideas, there are all kinds of philosophies, there are all kinds of lifestyles. What's right? What's wrong? What should I do? What should I not do? The Bible is our standard for, for what we do. Th think about this, okay? Our faith is built on a person, Jesus Christ. Our faith is centered on events that happened over 2,000 years ago in a little place in the Middle East. So some people, uh, a handful of people got to witness these things firsthand. Then over time, they, they shared their experiences with people. They were witnesses. This is where we get the concept of witnessing. It's not like knocking on doors with tracts. It's like the first witnesses were eyewitnesses, okay? So they got to see Jesus heal and they got to hear Jesus teach and they watched Jesus die and then they encountered him alive again, resurrected and it changed them forever. So what they did is they passed down their, their experiences verbally at first, but eventually they wrote them down. Right? This is what I'm holding right here. This is not a book. This is a library. This is a collection of prophecy and wisdom and poetry and history collected over thousands of years by something like 40 authors. This is the story of God passed down from generation to generation. It is not just a book. So if you're going to renew your mind, you're gonna to have to go to this thing right here. You need the word of God in your life. It's, it's more than a book. It will renew your mind. God, it, he revealed himself to humanity over time and it's been recorded right here. So if you want to renew your mind in 2022, if you wanna be different at the end of this year, 
you're gonna have to renew your mind with the word. This is scripture's testimony about itself. In Hebrews chapter four, for the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and the attitudes of the heart. Hear me, nothing will diagnose you better than the word of God. There is no better prescription for transformation than the word of God. If you want to change, read this book. Read this book. Listen, if you want to change, practice number one, really simple. Read the Bible. There we go. Read the Bible. Deep stuff here, guys. (laughs) Complicated theology, church. You getting it? Read the Bible. Listen, I know I'm not telling you anything you haven't heard before. I'm just trying to remind you, maybe you should actually do the thing you know you're supposed to do this year. What if you don't need something new to make you new? You're going, oh, read the Bible? That's all you got, bro? You should have studied a little bit harder. For real, read the Bible? My daughter could tell me that. She could, but the question is, do you actually do it? Because as human beings, we tend to wander and go like, I need to find something new this year. The old stuff didn't work. Did you work the old stuff? Like, I gotta find something new. No, no, no. The Bible has not lost its power to renew you. Maybe what you don't need is a new thing. Maybe what you need is the old thing. You just need to actually put that practice into practice. I love that God gave us a book. Isn't that awesome? If you know me, you know, like, I could talk about books all day long. But let me try to explain it to you. Like, I think reading is one of the most powerful things you can do in your entire life. And the reason I do is because reading is forcing your mind to retrace the thoughts of another. So by reading, I can think the thoughts of some of the most brilliant men and women who have ever lived in history. That's amazing, right? Let's take it a step further. Reading the word of God is thinking the thoughts of God. So if you wanna change your thinking, why don't you read your Bible more? Because you're gonna be thinking God's thoughts the entire time. It will renew your mind as you, as you get it into your spirit and into your soul. So I wanna give you some assigned reading. Is that all right? Assigned reading. I don't have time to read all this stuff to you. That's the best thing I could do is just stand here and read the Bible to you because it will change your mind. I don't need to, yeah. Okay, five assigned reading things. If you wanna dive deeper into this idea of renewal this year, read these five books. Romans, that's a good one. I'm studying Romans right now. Our staff went through two days, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. of a deep dive into Romans with North Central University last December, uh, November, December. It was unbelievable. And um, I'm, I'm studying it now. I'm loving it. Romans, incredible, that's the longest one, okay? Here's some short ones, Galatians, Ephesians, Colossians, Titus. We're gonna read some passages from Ephesians and Colossians here in a minute. Here's some reading for you. If you want to renew your mind, read these books. These little letters of Paul, these are all from the Apostle Paul. He talks a lot about renewal. Read these things, but don't just read them. If you wanna change your mind, study them. Don't just study them. If you wanna change your mind, memorize them. Don't just memorize them. You wanna change your mind, look for applications to your life and watch as things start to change. Don't just read it casually. Don't just read it devotionally. Learn what it's saying. Commit it to memory and apply it to your life. And I promise you, your life will never be the same. Principle number one, change your mind with the word. Renew your mind with the word. Principle number two, renew your mind by the spirit. Everyone say, renew your mind by the spirit. 
You gotta renew your mind by the spirit. You know why? Because you cannot know the mind of God without the spirit of God. You cannot use categories created by godless people to know what God wants you to do. If you're going to renew your mind, if you're going to live the life God has for you, you're gonna have to do it by the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit knows the mind of God and the Holy Spirit can teach you exactly what to do. You cannot do this journey of renewal alone. I promise if you try, you will fail because you're not enough on your own. I know it's not today's message of the world, but you're not enough. You are not self-sufficient. You need the word of God to reveal the truth and you need the Holy Spirit to illuminate and enlighten your mind, to guide you and direct you, to comfort and correct you. This is, this is what like Vu Church is all about. Like you are surrounded by people that can help you on your journey, right? This is what Vu Crews are about. We're kicking off a new cruise season tomorrow. That video is incredible, that testimony. That's just one story of someone's life who's been changed. Uh, like, are you in a crew? Do you have a small group of people around you Godly people, people of faith that can encourage you and spur you on in your journey. If you don't join a crew, you will find, I guarantee, you will find friends that can help you. But better than that, better than the fact that you have human people around you that can encourage you and help you, you have the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is with you always and he will guide you into truth. Listen, maybe you've had this thought before, like if I had lived when Jesus lived, I would have like, epic faith. You know, like if I could have just been around, like if I could have known Jesus personally and like heard him teach and like seen all this stuff, then I would really, really believe. You know, I'm not sure right now, but if I saw it, I would believe it. Well, let me give you two thoughts here. Firstly, lots of people who were around when Jesus was around did not believe in Jesus. And I think there's a reason for that because I think in some ways it would be more difficult to believe in Jesus if you were there in person because you would have to wrap your mind around the fact that this person standing in front of you, maybe you grew up with, maybe you heard about, maybe you knew about, maybe you made you a table. This person is the creator of the universe wrapped in human flesh. Like, that's hard for me to imagine. You and I would get the benefit of history and distance and teaching, all the teaching that came after Jesus through people like the Apostle Paul that contextualize and explain it to us. It may have been harder for you if you were there in person, but secondly, Jesus himself said, it is better for you that I go. What are you talking about, Jesus? His disciples are like, no, man, we, we want you to stay. We don't want you to go. And he's saying, no, no, I, it's better for you that I go because when I go, I will send the advocate. I will send the helper. I will send the Holy Spirit. And Jesus went on to say in, in John 16, I believe, he said, when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. The Holy Spirit is your guide in this life. Why is having the Holy Spirit better than having Jesus in the flesh? I think it's pretty simple. When Jesus was here on earth, he could only be in one place at one time. So though he was God in the flesh, though he was powerful for a time, he had limited himself to be embodied as a man which means he could only heal and encourage and teach and correct and challenge and comfort the people who are right in front of him. But now that he's gone, he sent the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit is with you all the time. Every believer, everywhere we go, 
We don't have to go find Jesus or take a journey or ride a donkey, thank God. We have the Holy Spirit and he is with us. Listen to what the scripture says about the Holy Spirit. First Corinthians chapter two. The spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God for who knows a person's thoughts except their own spirit within them. In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the spirit of God. What we have received is not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God so that we may understand what God has freely given us. This is what we speak, not in words taught us by human wisdom, but in words taught by the spirit, explaining spiritual realities with spirit taught words. The person without the spirit does not accept the things that come from the spirit of God, but considers them foolish and cannot understand them because they are discerned only through the Spirit. The person with the Spirit makes judgments about all things, but such a person is not subject to merely human judgments for who has known the mind of the Lord so as to instruct him, but we have the mind of Christ. Maybe you've heard this phrase before, we have the mind of Christ. That was spoken in connection with the Holy Spirit. Why do we have the mind of Christ? Because we have the spirit of God and the spirit searches all things. Just as only your spirit knows your thoughts, only the spirit of God knows the thoughts of God and he reveals the thoughts of God to you. That's why you have the mind of Christ. The Holy Spirit is your guide on this journey of life. Has anyone ever taken like a guided tour? Have you ever walked through a museum without a guide? And you're like, all right, I see what's going on here. All right, yeah, yeah, there's a sword. Uh, I think that's Rembrandt. It's like, you learn nothing by yourself. And then you go with a guide, you're like, oh my God, this is like, everything's coming to life. Like he's giving you the context and the history and he's explaining the brush strokes and like, oh no, you don't wanna go in there. That's the, that's the kitchen, just go this way. He's, he's showing you where to go. The Holy Spirit is your like life guide. He's explaining, he's giving context, he's giving insight, he's giving comfort, he's encouraging. He's redirecting you. If you're going to renew your mind in 2022, you are going to have to do it by the Spirit. And so practice number two, really simple. Practice number one, read the Bible. Practice number two, talk to the Spirit. Talk to the Spirit. And if it sounds weird, I know, I get it. It sounds a little, talk to the Spirit. It's like, AKA pray, pray. Pray, do do not try to do this journey of life alone. You need people and you need the Holy Spirit. Do not try to do this journey of renewal and life change alone. If you need counseling in 2022, he's a counselor. If you need like comfort in 2022, he's a comforter. If you need guidance in 2022, he is your guide. You need to talk to the Spirit. All right, you ready for number three? Principle number three, renew your mind through death. Just when you thought it couldn't get any weirder. It's like, death, bro? Death, man. Renew your mind through death. <laughs> Pastor Rich said it brilliantly last week. He said, if, if you're going to, if you want to strengthen your spirit, deny your flesh. That's what I'm getting at here. Jesus, he said, take up your cross. I was like, excuse me? Cross? Like the thing that they kill people? I don't want to touch the cross, you know, like, I don't want to go near a cross, I'm, I'm good. Jesus said, take up your cross. Paul said, I have been crucified with Christ. I've put to death the way I used to be. I've put to death who I 
was. It's, it's renewal by death. We see this principle in nature, don't we? Sowing and reaping. Unless a seed goes into the ground and dies, it will not produce fruit. Winter and spring, the, the leaves, they die, they fall to the ground, the tree is bare, but spring brings renewal and it brings new life. It's renewal through death. Now, am I speaking literally? How do you get to heaven again? Oh yeah. No, 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 no. No, I'm speaking metaphorically, okay? Like, if you wanna make it a little more palatable, death equals denial. Death is denial. That's what I'm talking about. And if you want to strengthen your spirit, you have to, number three, you've got to deny your flesh. This is our third practice for renewing your mind. If you want to strengthen your spirit, you have to deny your, your flesh. Right now, we're in 21 days of fasting as a church. What is fasting all about? It's all about this principle. I'm strengthening my spirit by denying my flesh. I'm strengthening my spirit by denying my flesh. And this is why I have come to believe so much more strongly just now in this year in biblical fasting. What do I mean by that? I mean, in 2022, we apply the principle of fasting to all kinds of things. I'm fasting Netflix. I'm fasting social media. And hear me, I 100% support doing that. 100%. I think one of the best things you can do today is to limit your media use. They didn't have social media when the Bible was written, okay? If they did, Paul would have written about it. He'd be like, what are you doing with this Instagram? Like, <laughs> flipping out on people. Um, to me, that, that principle applies. That's beautiful. You're abstaining, you know? I'm fasting chocolate. Not really. Biblical fasting has a specific meaning. When the Bible says she was fasting, it means she was not eating, now we see a partial fast in the book of Daniel and we see the apostle Paul talk about abstaining from certain behaviors for a period of time, like sex. If you wanna abstain from sex, just have a kid. Um, <laughs> I'm kidding, sorry. I mean for a time, yeah, six weeks or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I apologize, not in my notes. Thank God you didn't bring G. My friend Nick, he was gonna bring his eight-year-old daughter. He's like, I was gonna have G sit on my lap. And then I remembered you were preaching. He's like, I almost texted you. Like, hey bro, should I bring G or should I not bring G to this one? Um, this is very clean. That was an accident. I'm sorry. Um, no, but for real, like abstaining, that's all good. But biblical fasting, we're talking about not eating food. And the reason I've come to appreciate that so much more is because not eating is a visceral message to your body. You are not in charge. Hey, body. <laughs> like angry at your body. If <laughs> you're out of shape. It's not me, it's my body. <laughs> body, you are not the boss of me. I do not give you everything you tell me you want. We live in a culture that says, whatever you want, do it. Whatever you do, don't do anything you want, please. Because your body's got all kinds of desires, man. If you did everything you want, your life would be a disaster. And maybe it is. I'm not coming at you. I'm not attacking you. I'm sorry. I'm saying I love biblical fasting because it is telling your body, I am in charge. You do what I say. I'm not here to serve you. You're here to serve me. 
and I'm here to serve God. So whatever God wants is what I want. Whatever I want is what you do. It is a powerful message to your body, putting it in its place. That is denying your flesh in the most literal sense. And can I testify personally for myself? I am seven days in to the most challenging fast I've ever done in my life, and it has been incredibly rewarding. And to be honest, like I know you're supposed to suffer. I've loved it. I've loved it. Honestly, I was nervous that I couldn't do it. I've loved it. Like today, I was like, man, should I eat? I'm preaching. Like, what? Do you trust God or not? I believe God will strengthen me and God will empower me. I don't need food. Man should not live by bread alone. I live by every word that comes from the mouth of God. For real. And, and I'm, I'm not trying to come at your fast. If you're doing anything, I applaud you. For real. Especially if you've never done something. If you're doing social, definitely do that. If you're doing whatever, you know. Do what you're doing. All I'm saying is this has, I've really developed a deeper understanding and appreciation and commitment to fasting in this way. Because I know what I want is results. And the result that I want is intimacy with God. And if I'm gonna get closer to God, I'm going to have to deny my flesh and to strengthen my spirit. Jesus said, those who worship God must worship him in the spirit and in truth. So as I study the Bible, I grow in truth. And as I deny my flesh, I strengthen my spirit, which means I, I empower myself to have a deeper relationship and intimacy with God. This is the power of denying your flesh. Now, let's look what scripture has to say about self-denial and death. Colossians chapter three, this is powerful, okay? The scripture is getting longer every time. We're about to read 10 verses. Verse one, since then you have been raised with Christ, set your hearts on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. What is your mind set on? We're talking about mindsets today. Set your mind on things above, for you died. And your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you will also appear with him in glory. Okay, wait, pause right here. Because this next verse, verse five, is gonna lead us into principle four. You ready? He's talking about death. He says, put to death, therefore. Put to death. I knew what was coming. Put to death whatever belongs to your earthly nature, aka your flesh, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, greed, which is idolatry. I like that qualification. What's greed? It's idolatry. It's valuing things above God. Because of these, the wrath of God is coming. You used to walk in these ways in the life you once lived, but now you must also rid yourselves of all such things as these, anger, rage, malice, slander, filthy language from your lips. Do not lie to each other since you have taken off your old self with its practices. You've put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge in the image of its creator. How freaking good is that, man? How good is that? Principle number three, renew your mind through death. Principle number four, renew your mind for good. Renew your mind for good. Paul says, you died. Your life is hidden in Christ. Therefore, for that reason, because of that spiritual theological reality that you were justified by faith, that you were changed in an instant, because of that, put to death your flesh. 
put to death your earthly desires. And then he goes on to give us a list of things you should not do anymore. He goes on to give us a list and to tell us how we're supposed to now live our lives. You've gotta get the order right. This is not a, a, a formula for salvation. He's talking about renewal. He's talking about putting on the new self. That's not who you are anymore. You used to live like that. You don't live like that anymore. It reminds me of the teaching of James on faith and works. James said, faith without works is dead. What he was saying is that what you believe changes how you behave. What you believe changes what you do. And if you say you believe something, but you don't do anything different, something is wrong. Now, can I make a qualification? If you got saved three weeks ago, and you're going, I, I feel like something happened, but I'm still kind of the same guy. Like I still have the same desires and I still have the same thoughts and I still have the same bad habits. I would ask you, how old are you? 28, okay, cool. Come talk to me in 28 years because it took you your whole life to become who you are now. Why would you expect to change overnight? It's gonna take you the rest of your life. It is a process. Can you commit to it? Can you stay in it long enough to allow God to renew your mind and your heart and your soul and your spirit and your behaviors? Can you stick in it long enough to see some new results? What is the result of renewal? It's good works. It's a different lifestyle. Now listen, we don't, preach this every Sunday because we want to be clear with you. This is not the gospel, meaning this is not how you get saved. This is not how you please God. This is not work your way to Jesus. None of that. This is once you are a believer in Jesus, once you've been justified through faith and faith alone, not by works, so no man can boast. Read Romans. I already said I can't get into it right now. You are justified by faith, but then you enter a process. It's called sanctification, AKA renewal. And it will take the rest of your life. And as you change, your mind will be different. Your thinking will be different. Your feeling, even your desires will be transformed. You're choosing your decision. You won't choose what you used to choose. You won't do what you used to do. Salvation is free, but sanctification is costly because it will cost you everything that you want to live, but has to die. God is gonna say, I wanna restore you, but what if you like some of the stuff he's trying to get rid of? God's gonna say, man, we gotta clear this rust out. And like, no, not my precious rust, but I love my rust. I've had my rust for 10 years. God's saying it's gotta go. I am making you like new. I'm restoring you to perfection. The result of renewal is good works. It's a renewed lifestyle. It's a different mindset, but it's a process. And no man can rush it. You gotta stay in it. You gotta allow God to work on you. Practice number four, it's really simple. Do good works. Do good works. Do good works. And I, I think you got more than enough to chew on. <laughs> However, I got two more minutes and I got one more passage, the longest one. Are you down? Because I can send you home. You wanna go home? When preachers taunt people. Oh, you, you wanna go? You're tired? Um, all right. Ephesians chapter four, this is unbelievable. 
I couldn't resist but share it with you. Ephesians chapter four, about to read a whole lot. So I tell you this and insist on it in the Lord that you must no longer live as the Gentiles do in the futility of their thinking. They are darkened in their understanding and separated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them. Watch this, due to the hardening of their hearts. So ignorance does not start in your mind. Ignorance starts in your heart. When you harden your heart against God, you lose your ability to learn and to understand the truth. And when you lose your ability to learn, you lose your ability to change. Romans calls it a reprobate mind. As your heart is hardened, you can no longer change your mind. Having lost all sensitivity, they gave themselves over to sensuality so as to indulge in every kind of impurity. That's poetic. And they are full of greed. That, however, is not the way of life you learned. It takes time to learn something. When you heard about Christ and were taught in him in accordance with the truth that is in Jesus, you were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self. Sound familiar? Same guy, new church. He's saying the same thing again, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires. Your desires will lie to you. Don't obey your body. It doesn't know what it's talking about. To be made new in the attitude of your minds and to put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. Therefore, each of you must put off falsehood and speak truthfully to your neighbor for we are all members of one body in your anger do not sin and do not let the sun go down while you're still angry and do not give the devil a foothold anyone who's been stealing must steal no longer how practical is this he teaches them theology for Ephesians 1, 2, 3 and he gets in 4, 5, 6 let's talk about how you need to live your life now don't steal anymore but must work doing something useful with their own hands that they may have something to share with those in need. Your good deeds, your good works are connected to other people. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen and do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, brawling, slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ, God forgave you. If you wanna renew your mind, do good works. Do good works, do good works. You don't have to wait. All four of these things should be happening all the time. This is not a sequence of what I'm, once I master the Bible, then I get to the Holy Spirit. Once I master the Holy Spirit, then I get to deny my flesh, then eventually I'll do something good. You do all four of them. They work together. They work in tandem. They work in concert to renew you, to change you from the inside out. Four principles and four practices for renewal. And let me say this to you, and I'm gonna be done. If this sounds hard, it is. Actually, it's worse than that. It's impossible. Naturally speaking, you cannot do any of these things, but you don't live naturally. You live supernaturally. You have the power and the presence and the spirit of Almighty God. You can change. You can be different. Listen to me. If you don't know how to play the piano, playing the piano is impossible. As you start to learn, 
playing piano is difficult, but once you master that thing, you can just play. That is what can happen in your life through the process we call renewal. These things that seem impossible right now, eventually they're gonna be a little bit easier. They'll still be hard, but they'll be easier, and they'll get easier, and they'll get easier. And one day you'll look back 30, 40 years from now, and you'll go, this stuff is easy now. This is who I am now. I've put on the new self. anymore. How do you renew your mind? Four principles and four practices. Come on. Renew your mind with the word. Renew your mind by the spirit. Renew your mind through death and renew your mind for good. Four practices. Read the Bible. Talk to the spirit. Deny your flesh and do good works. Come on. I pray that this has been helpful to you today. I'll leave you with one more thought. I know I've closed a bunch of times. You can stand to your feet if you want to. It's a very like weak. Adrian would say, stay to your, stand to your feet right now. I gave a very weak like, ooh, if you feel like it. <laughs> Everything that you do is a vote for who you are. So if you wanna change how you see yourself, start to change what you do. Try a new behavior to develop a new mindset and then use that mindset to change your behaviors. This is what I call the virtuous cycle of renewal. Use what you do to change your mind and then use your mind to change what you do. Use your mind to change what you do and then use what you do to change your It goes around and around and around and this is the virtuous cycle of renewal. You can change. You can be different. God is with you. You have the word, you have the spirit, you have this church right here. People to your right and to your left, in front of you and behind you, these people are in your corner, they're for you. You don't have an enemy in this room. You can do it. This is your year to renew your mind. Team's gonna lead us in a second, let me pray for you. God, I thank you for the truth of your word. God, I thank you for the power of the scripture and of your spirit. I thank you, Lord, that we are not in this fight alone, that we have one another, but that more than all of that, if everyone left us, you would never leave us, God. Thank you that your spirit lives within us. Thank you that you empower us to do good that you are changing us from within. We're not changed yet. We're not there yet, but we're on our way. We haven't arrived yet, but we're on the journey. We're not perfect yet, but we're being perfected. We're not new yet, but we're being renewed. Thank you, Jesus, that you are doing what only you can do in our minds, in our hearts, in our lives. God, help us to soften our hearts. Help us to open ourselves to you to trust you in this process we call renewal, to commit to it, to be determined, to persevere through pain and suffering and struggle, to be comforted by the Holy Spirit, God. We pray it in Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to today's message. At VU, we believe we weren't meant to do life alone. We've been created with a unique purpose and designed to live in relationship with Jesus. If you've never surrendered your life to Him, 
we want to create an opportunity for you to do so today. If you want to say yes to Jesus, would you pray this with me? Dear Jesus, come into my life. Be the Lord of my life. I trust you with my past. I ask that you guide me in my present, and I even place my future in your hands. I'm yours, Lord, now and forever. In Jesus' name, amen. If you made the decision to follow Jesus today, we want to partner with you in the next steps on your faith journey. Go to vuchurch.com online. We love you.